Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, uh, and welcome to another episode of The Run. Down. Uh, I'm hosting. I think I'm solo tonight. Doesn't seem like anybody else is coming. So uh, I'm be hosting. I'm your host, Shwinnie Poe. And uh, yeah, the Knicks lose 110 to 99 in a game to the Warriors. Um, I would call it an understandable loss, uh, but one where I think they. I think Tibbs did not coach his best game. I don't think that he won the margins. I actually think he cost him the margins on the aggregate. And, uh, you know, would they have won the game if he made different decisions? I have no idea. I don't know. They lost the game by 11. They were, I think they were, I mean, I don't know what the line closed on. I know they opened a four and a half to the Warriors. They're favored by four and a half. Um, so it is what it is. But, um, you know, I, I didn't particularly think that was a, a very well coached game from Tibbs. And it's not, it's, to me, anyway, I think that's it's one where I, I I really feel like his coaching decisions put them in a deficit and they could never get out of it. And uh, we'll talk about that. But before I do that, a uh, few announcements. We have a great new sponsor. I love betting my friends and betting them on anything sports games. Who's fast? That's what Cut allows me to do. The Cut app is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's legal in 40-plus states. Cut has customizable odds, tracking capabilities, and an entire social network with group chats, user profiles, and rewards. All payments, no need for Venmo. What can we bet on? Well, uh, I might bet Cleveland for first quarter spread uh, if Tibbs comes out with the same lineup, although... Uh, Cleveland's starting lineup has their own issues after they gave up 73 rebounds to their own paltry 39 yesterday in a double overtime loss to the Bulls. That is neither here nor there. Use our promo code Believe Knicks, B-L-E-A-V, Knicks for a 10% welcome deposit bonus. Don't forget that promo, promo code. Again, that's Believe Knicks, B-L-E-A-V, Knicks. Cut, put your money where your mouth is. And of course, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to the minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code Believe, B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. Um, yeah, again, I, I just did not really understand the coaching from Tibbs. I, Look, I, I get everybody is really upset that they are even starting with the two big thing. I, I don't really get upset about that because I think that any lineup he puts out there has its own flaws right now. There's no well-balanced lineup. There's no perfect lineup. Um, so I'm okay with playing it by ear or, you know, however you want to phrase it. Like the point is you have to be adaptable and I can, I can, understand starting the game with the lineup he did you know maybe should have cut it faster than he did uh the knicks were there down 14 nothing i think they were down 18-4 before he really changed the lineup and and by change lineup i mean sims was the first sub but i think he still had two bigs in for for most of that time until uh he pulled precious and then the rest of the half they played with a single big uh they closed the deficit to nine at halftime um so i can get that I understand that it happens and you adapt to come out to start that second half with the same starting lineup just doesn't make any sense to me. It, it It's not that they were just like, sure. You can look at anything and be like, well, they missed shots and the Warriors made shots. Sure. But they were not gaining any advantages. And I would 
honestly, I would say the Knicks were not creating good shots. They they turned the ball over a bunch. They had some shot clock violations, if I remember correctly. They just did not get into anything offensively with that group. So to start that second half again with that lineup, um, I think the Warriors immediately pushed the lead back to 14. They come out of a timeout. I think out of the timeout, he had Sims and Precious in together. Warriors extend the lead to 17. They didn't extend it beyond that. Uh, the Knicks actually cut the lead to 11. And then I think he went small again, you know, however you want to put it. But uh, I, I didn't understand that. I thought that was a really bad coaching decision from Tibbs. Uh, and then I, I just didn't understand anything with with Deuce. Deuce should have played way more tonight. Uh, this was a really good matchup for him because the Warriors, they don't play big. They they generally play pretty small. Um, Kaminga's the four. Draymond's the starting five. Kevon Looney barely plays anymore. Um, so Trace Jackson Davis gets a bunch of backup five minutes. He's not an especially big player. Um, they play, you know, Pajemski and Courier. They're starting guards. Neither of them is very big. Pajemski plays a bunch with uh, with Paul as well. Clay is, I guess, yeah, he's bigger, but he's not exactly like a physical force. He's not going to kill you on the glass. He's not going to, you know, body you inside or anything like that. So that's not something you need to worry about. Um, and Deuce decides in that in that case like it, it's just not that big of a concern to me and he's a much better point of attack defender than anybody else we have available right now um with og out obviously and i, I just didn't understand playing him as little as he did i mean i'm gonna pull up the box score here but he, he didn't put him in in the second half until i believe the start of the fourth quarter uh maybe he had him in for the final possession of the of the third i, I don't know but i didn't get that then he pulled him in the fourth quarter for like three possessions the warriors immediately went on a 5-0 run and then he took Burks out to put him back in. I don't know. I don't know the exact order of operations here. All I know is that Deuce came back in after like a minute. Um, and, you know, again, he just needed to play more tonight. He had 14 points on eight shots, two rebounds, one assist, three steals. Um, he, he played 22 minutes tonight, which is the same as Jericho Sims, which like, look, I know Jericho Sims had a plus six. Uh, but as you will see, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, my little handle here says single game plus minus is fake. And that is why it's fake, because neither sims nor uh alec burks were particularly good and they both led the knicks with a plus six uh bogdanovich also had a terrible game 0 for seven from the field four points he was uh a net neutral zero so again single game plus minus does not tell you the whole story obviously i think everybody here knows that uh deuce was a plus two i just i i just won't i will never get that i i did not understand any part of it and that's what it is. Like, I, I don't really know what else to say about it other than that. I thought it was a bad coaching decision. Um, I thought that it cost them on the margins a bunch to start each half, especially. Especially, I mean, the first half, again, like, I can understand, hey, this is how I wanted to start the game, so I started the game this way. Fine, you adjust it. And he did adjust it in the first half, eventually. That was fine. I had no problem with that. I thought, okay, cool. Maybe he learned something. Comes out in the second half of the same group, and you're again punting the first five and a half minutes of the half before you make a sub. And the first sub again is Sims in for iHeart. Uh, and that's, you know, it's like a fucking you, you, you give up five, a five point kind of difference right there. You're playing from a deficit the whole game because of that, right? Like you're down 14 or whatever it was before you made a change in the first half. Then you're down five, you know, considering they were down nine at the start of the second half, and then they were down. 14 when he made a change you're down you're down 14 that's like a so that's a five point swing there that's you basically gave up a 19 point swing in the first 12 like six minutes of each half combined 
that's the game. Like that is the fucking game. You're just playing from a hole the entire night. And yeah, it magnifies everything else. And it, and also because of that, you have to do weird shit with your lineups and rotations because you wanted to have both bigs out. Um, like, look, I don't think Precious had a great game. I, I'm not sure why he didn't. Like, he did he even play again in the second half after he got subbed out? I'm pretty sure he didn't. Uh, I didn't get that. Like, again, I know Sims' line looks fine. I thought he was terrible defensively. He had no clue what he was doing at any point. Uh, there was actually one pick and roll where, uh, again, I have no idea what he was doing. They got an open dunk out of it, and you could see Brunson like tell him like what the like basically it was like pointing. I'm like, come up higher. Like, what are you doing? Um, and yeah, I mean, it's what it is. Look, Jericho Sims, he's gonna catch a bunch of shit from people. The guy's the fourth center for a reason. Like, I promise, you, if you look around the NBA, a bunch of they're not fourth centers in the league that are good. They're not good. You know why you know they're not good? Because they're fourth in the fucking depth chart. Like. They're not supposed to play a bunch of minutes. They're not supposed to be dependent upon the way Tibbs depended on upon Sims tonight. And again, like, in, you know, if you're out Mitch and you're out Hartenstein, I get it. You know, I get it. But you're not. You had Hartenstein. You had Precious. Um, and you were playing. And he played small for a bunch of the game, right? He had Bogey at the four. He had Hart at the four. He, he did that for a lot of the game. So to me, there's really no reason for Sims to have gotten the minutes he got. Um, and... I think they would have benefited from Precious maybe playing more, iHeart playing a little bit more. iHeart, you know, he didn't he didn't have a great game, but I also think he got kind of screwed because most of his minutes came with that two big lineup, and they were all over the place. They couldn't match up defensively. They didn't have any good spacing offensively. I mean, again, that starting lineup, if you got three guys, they're not even bothering to defend on the perimeter. Like Josh Hart, awesome by the way that he did shoot threes tonight. Uh, what did he go? He went three of four or three of nine. Keep shooting threes. I don't mind. You're wide open. You got to take those shots. Um, and he, I mean, it's better than the one of eight he shot from inside the arc. So that's fine. I'm I'm cool with that. Um, but like he doesn't space the floor in the way that teams are not honoring his three-point jumper. So you got Brunson basically playing in a bandbox, and DiVincenzo is getting guarded like he's, you know, fucking prime clay, basically. And it just it's you're making it so hard on those guys. And I don't know. I, I just, I have a really big, I, I just don't get that. I don't like it. And my biggest issue is not again. It's one thing to start that way to come out in the second half, the way they did and started again, the same way I just won't get. Um, but let's get to some comments here. Um, all right. H22, man, I'm worried now falling to the eight, nine seed looks real. Yeah, maybe who knows? Um, I, I would doubt the nine seed. I, I, I don't know about all that, but um we look, we won't know until we know when OG and Randall come back. And, you know, it's worth mentioning that when those guys come back, assuming they're healthy, uh, the Knicks kicked ass when those guys were healthy. So even if they're like two games back of the fucking six seed at that point, they could easily make that up. There's no there's no reason they can't. We saw them have a 14 and two month, and I don't think that was just like an accident. They were awesome. Um yeah, uh, H22 again says, and Tibbs isn't helping with that starting lineup. Yeah, man, I agree. Look, I I totally get it. Um, Chris Burner, look, it's been a rough month, but it's been a month where everyone, for the most part, hasn't looked good. I just went through this with the Rangers. They're January and miserable, but they started playing well in February, and all of a sudden they're fine. The Knicks have been down three to five men multiple times, and people are gassed. Let's just not all act like it's over. Yeah, in, in terms of being gassed, at least they have two days off uh, before they play Cleveland now, so that's nice. Um the one thing I'll say too is if you just zoom out and like from when they made the trade to now, they're 18 and 10. So I think if I told you, forget 
that we saw the awesome 14 two months. But if I told you at the time when we made that trade, hey, in the next two months, you're going to go 18 and 10. I feel like everybody would have been good with that or whatever their record is. I, I think it's 18 and 10, 18, 11, whatever. It's really good. I think most people would have been like, okay, yeah, that seems fine. It sucks right now. I get it. Um, I just can't. I, look, I, I'm going to assume these guys are coming back at some point because that's been every indication, and there's no reason for me to not believe that so far. Uh, other than Mitch, who I actually don't expect to come back, I expect Julius and OG to come back. OG obviously cleared today to start doing on-court work and shooting, which was the you know the big, oh, my God, what the hell's going on two days ago? Uh, so it looks like he's cleared to do that. So hopefully he's back within a week or two. That'd be fantastic because they definitely need them. Um, Jordan Bob, do you think it's coaching loss or is it obviously on the team? Look, I they're shorthanded. They don't have the firepower, and that makes it hard no matter what Tibbs does. But it also kind of makes it more important than for Tibbs to do what Tibbs – like he, he can't cost you the margins that are within his control. And tonight I think he cost them margins that were within his control. Does that make it a coaching loss or whatever? I don't know. But I, I really think that should have been a closer game down the stretch. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know what else to say other than that. Um, Hawkeye420, yeah, tips, subs, or buns, but we look like we never played each other at multiple points of the game. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it, too. They, I mean, Bogdanovich and Burks were awful. They gave us nothing. Uh, Jericho Sims, again, just he's a fourth center for a reason. Precious, not his best game. Uh, but again, like, again, like all his, his minutes with that double big lineup, they all sucked. Everybody's minutes with that group sucked. And so I, I just, I don't know how to evaluate that other than to say like, yeah, those minutes sucked, but if you kind of like take those minutes out, the Knicks were good. They were fine. They probably, they outscored the Warriors in those non double big minutes. I know basketball, uh, you can't go back and be like, well, if all they did was not avoid the double big minutes, they would have, they would have won the game. I know that's not how it works, but I think it certainly leads to belief that they would have been closer and had a better chance of winning the game. Um, not from Aluda. Where's we're constantly getting high quality three-point looks throughout the fourth game was much closer than it should have been. Yeah, I mean, that's part of it too. I would also say that part of that is due to some of the lineups and rotations that are trickle-down effects of starting with the lineup he does. You know, if you start with one big, maybe you don't need to play Sims. You, don't have, you can just play Precious and you can play your smalls more minutes and, and evenly distribute distribute them better. Um, so, I mean, that's part of it too. Uh, three W's of our last 11. We haven't exactly faced times in the NBA either. Sure. Uh, all right. Jordan Bub. I mean, we got goodish injury news tonight about OG and Mitch. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. Uh, I don't know about the Mitch. Mitch was, he's not doing any encore work yet, right? He's not running. I don't think he's, they said he's not even running or jumping yet. So I'm not sure that's good news, but it's better than, I mean, I guess he's walking. So he's like able to be on his two feet. I guess that is good news. Good for, good for Mitch. Uh, look, if he gets back, that's great. It just feels like if he's not even running or jumping yet, he hasn't been on his feet effectively doing anything explosive for what, I mean, however long that is like two and a half months, maybe more. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's a lot to ask of him to come back this year, get in shape and, you know, real basketball shape, play himself into peak shape and then be red. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think it might be his season is more or less over. Uh, John Larry, certainly not the worst loss to share, but for me, it was one of the most frustrating. Yeah, I agree. I think it was really frustrating because I thought, you know, I, I forgot who, I think it was Jordan Bubb that asked earlier uh, if 
I thought there was a coaching loss or a player's loss. Look, all, all losses to some extent are on players, but whatever their deficiencies were tonight, and they were plenty, you know, fucking Sims crazy defense where he has no idea what he's doing. And I thought Dante kept and Stan Van Gundy, look, he was harping on it, but he was right to harp on it. Dante was constantly just trying to shoot the gap. He wasn't fighting over screens, staying attached. He kept trying to cheat. Um, and that burned them actually in the fourth quarter. He tried to cheat on that one Steph Curry three in the corner. It was a seven point game. Then they kind of had that possession dead to rights. If he just follows, if he just tracks him around the screen and say, he tries to take a shortcut, gets burned Curry wide open three, and then that, I mean, honestly, that, that was kind of the nail in the coffin at that point. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, you know, but, but that being said, like, I think the players played hard. I think they competed. Like, Josh Hart, I mean, you couldn't ask more from that guy tonight. He had, what, what it was 17 rebounds or something? 18 rebounds, seven assists, two steals. He was everywhere. He competed so hard tonight. I thought Deuce played hard. I thought Brunson played hard. You know, I again, I think all these guys played hard. I think Jericho Sims played hard. He might have played stupid, but I don't think he didn't play hard. They gave you, like, Bogdanovich, Burks. Yeah, these guys are just what they are. But I wouldn't look at what they did tonight and be like, well, they just didn't compete tonight. No, this is what they are. And, like, you have to live with some of that stuff, especially right now with how shorthanded we are. Um but I don't look at this game and come away from being like, man, they just kind of mailed it in. I mean, if they really wanted to mail it in, they had the chance early in this game. You know, they really did. Because it looked like they had nothing to start this game from anybody. And they didn't. So the frustration for me, which I agree with, is the fact that, like, yeah, look, guys weren't perfect. Nobody was. Brunson didn't have a great game and whatever. You go on and on down the list. But the coach did not put them in the optimal positions to succeed. And that to me is what's frustrating because it feels like if he had maybe done some different things, they would have had, they, they could have at least had a chance towards the end of that game instead of it just being like kind of two and a half minutes, three minutes of whatever garbage time. Uh, H22 first subs when we were down 14, nothing was Sims. Like Tibbs can't be serious, man. Look, I, yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, yeah. Jordan Bub, obviously, iHeart is playing through pain. It's affecting his game dramatically. Do you believe that the Knicks can survive until the end of March with iHeart being less effective and on minutes restrictions? Yes. Uh, and I, and I, they cannot try, survive to the end of March if OG and Randall aren't back. Like, that's just how it is. So if those guys aren't back, none of this shit matters. And that's like, people need to make peace with that. If you don't have those two guys, none of this works. None of it matters. They're not going to be good. Like, like, this is what they are. They're, I think since uh, they went down, they're now 6-8. and eight. They have a net rating, which is pretty similar to the Bulls, which, yeah, man, like that makes sense. If you're down those two guys, this team is roughly around what the Bulls are. And the Bulls are down some players too. And, like, that's what they are with the current roster as it is. So, you know. Sure. Like I, if if they don't have those guys back and I heart less effective and on a minutes restriction, no, I don't think they can survive to the end of March. But I'm assuming that OG at the very least will be back by then. Uh, and I do think OG is a really big difference maker for this team. Really, really big. Uh, that cannot be like all that Kaminga shit tonight. Get that shit out of fucking. Get that all the fucking way out of here. If OG's playing for real, like, get all that fucking bullshit. All that little, you know, you know, 
mismatch hunting he was doing. Get all that bullshit out of here. He he was annoying tonight. Um, uh, John Leary, I'm just I'm trying to just come to peace. This team will be a playing team. Just sucks at least be a seven seed. Yeah, I mean maybe they'll be a playing team. Whatever, we'll see. I just want them to be healthy. If they're healthy, I don't care where they end up in the seeding. Like aside from I would like to avoid Boston the first round, but if they if they're healthy, I think they can take anybody in the East. Uh, I think they can even take Boston. I just would not want to play Boston in the first round. I would like to play avoid them uh, if I can until the conference finals. But I I think they can take anybody if they're healthy. But they're not healthy right now, and it is what it is. No more Brooks and Boyan, man. I I'm with you. I think you got to split those guys up, and. They got like, look, I, I'm not trying to make excuses for Boyan. He has not been good. He's not, or he's, he definitely wasn't good tonight. I do think like people are exaggerating how bad he's been. Like last game, what did he have? 20 on 14 shots, five rebounds, four assists or something. He had that awesome lights out game against Philly. Um, I even thought against Detroit, he was okay. He had a really bad stretch to start that fourth quarter, but he hit a big corner three later in that game. Like I thought he was okay in that game. He's been okay to me. Burks has been flat out just bad. But Boyan's been okay. This was a terrible game, though. No, no, no doubt about it. But I think they just need to. I think it would be nice if they did a better job of getting him involved in ways that are just like he's not just a spot up shooter, and he's definitely not somebody that who they they've done this now a bunch where they like toss that gets the ball to the top of the key, and then he runs a pick and roll. Like I don't want to see that shit. It's not. We don't. We should like. It's it's not a great use of him. I get that in a pinch at times. Sure, maybe you need that. But man, especially with Sims setting the screens, because he just was not getting, he was not creating any separation for the ball handlers tonight. And also, I mean, that's because teams are blitzing and, and trapping. They're being really, really aggressive right now in the Knicks. Um, I, I just, yeah, but but I agree with the general point here. The less Burks and Boyan together, the better. Um, so, yeah, I mean, start Boyan. I, I don't know. Whatever it is, I would. Cons- I think it's time to consider, like, hey. The the precious eye heart thing was kind of working a little bit when everybody went down, but it's not working right now. And um, maybe try something new. I I don't know. That that's that's all I'm I'm saying. Connor McCollum, Knicks beat too busy pow- pouring one out for the Pistons. Asked Tibbs why he tried out the same starting lineup. They got boat race in the first half. Hey man, uh, I concur. Hawkeye 420, my bigger fear is the overreliance on the start as a result. Josh Hart played 47 minutes tonight. Yeah, I mean, I agree. The Josh Hart thing is weird, but but I will say this. Only 37 minutes for Brunson tonight, 36 for DiVincenzo, 26 for Precious, 20 for Hartenstein. It is possible, like, like if we want to give Tibbs some benefit of the doubt here, it is possible that somebody in the medical, that they, he got an order from higher above of like, hey, look, you've been playing Precious like 42 minutes a night. That cannot sustain. you got to find a way to cut his minutes. And maybe this was just so that's why he played Sims a bunch. And I'm not saying there's no other ways to do it, but maybe that's what it is. Uh, lucky Ducky. People acting like the trade was some disaster. And you understand that Grimes is not moving the needle on been bad for the Pistons side of his Super Bowl here. I agree with you. I don't think Grimes is changing the outcome of many of these games, if any of these games. Um, is he a, he's a better defender than Bojan and Burks for sure? He's not. To me, like offensively, we know we. I mean, I, I think I know what he is. He's young. Maybe he can develop, but that wasn't going to happen here. So, it is what it is. Uh, John Larry Thibodeau said he probably should have played Alec Burks more, 
more of his Golden State. He referenced Burks' recent plus minus thing that he likes. Burks' impact, even with Burks not shooting well, cited Burks giving New York NYK spacing and secondary playmaking. Burks played 11 minutes tonight. <sighs> boy, oh boy. If that is his takeaway from that, wow. Well, I, I don't really know what to say other than that. Um, I don't know. I, so, uh, I, I'm kind of dumbfounded by that. I'm not going to lie. Um, Jesus. Okay. Uh, that is his takeaway from that. Who knows? I... I must have been watching a completely different game because I thought Burks was fucking dog shit tonight. I thought he's terrible. And I'm not sure he gives you better... Like, is he actually giving you better spacing right now than Deuce McBride? And honestly, the follow-up question I would like, if, if there was a follow-up question, this, the one I would ask him is, well, who do you think he should have played more than? Where would his minutes have come from? That would be a, a probably a question worth asking. Because... If the answer was like, oh, you know, maybe we could play smaller or whatever. Okay, fine. Then maybe not the guy I would have chosen, but sure, go for it. But if there's one guy that needed to play more tonight, definitely wasn't Alec Burks. It was Deuce McBride. He was really good tonight. And I think he's been better than Burks since the trade. I think that he's been better probably over the course of the season. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not going to – I. I if anybody here uh, can vouch for what, however good or bad Alec Burks actually was in Detroit, let me know. Um, because I promise you I was not crunching Pistons tape. But I think Deuce has been okay this year. Uh, and, yeah, he has bouts of timidity with the ball. We know this. He's still developing as a playmaker, ball handler, whatever. It's not always great. It's not always pretty. But there's still upside there, and I think he competes defensively. I like the energy he brought today. And he's been a good shooter this year. I think he's probably shooting over 40% from three now, or right at 40% from three anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, Off-ball Burks with Brunson more, please. Yeah, I mean, that would be great. But this is kind of my point, this. Where are those minutes coming from? And, like, I think what, you know, I'm, I'll just say what I think. I don't know. I can't, I'm not going to put words in anybody's, anybody's mouth. If I were to do that, I would want to downsize. So I'd want to play hard at the four and one big and whatever. Those lineups have their own drawbacks too. And and that's kind of why, like, I don't, I'm not trying to get hung up on the starting lineup. My issue is adapt, adjust to the game that's in front of you, adapt to what's unfolding in front of you. Like in that Philly game that we won. He played Deuce a bunch. They played really small in the fourth. When, when I think the Philly cut the lead to six, if I remember correctly, in that, in that third or fourth quarter. And then he just played really small with Deuce, Dante, Brunson, Hart, and a, a single big, and it worked. It was really good. That pretty much ended the game. Obviously, that's not going to work against every team. This was a team, Golden State tonight, where that actually was a viable lineup. Those four guys and a, and a big, and they were viable in both halves. So when I hear him say Alec Burke should play more, that concerns me because, like, shouldn't the takeaway have been Deuce tonight? Like, not Burks? And and if he's going to, like, where are those Burks minutes coming from? Because if they're coming at Deuce's expense, that's a problem. 
if they're coming, if he wants to say like, oh, well, I just want, I, you know, and he, I sort of rested, yeah, heart needed a few more minutes off the floor. Like, yeah, I mean, he didn't even get a fucking minute off the floor. He played 47 minutes, 10 seconds tonight. So he got he sat for all 50 seconds, basically two possessions. Um, if, if that's the case, then okay, I can get behind that a little bit. You know, again, not not the guy I would have picked or or really kind of like singled out tonight that I should have played more, but I can understand that. But if he's talking about Deuce, that is I mean, that's just fucking annoying. And it it it's worrisome to be honest. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, just very annoyed by that. Hawkeye four twenty. Boyan has been inconsistent, but he is he, but he is bad when the offense doesn't make up for the defense. Yeah, I agree. His offense has to make up for his defense, and it doesn't help. As I forgot who commented earlier, but playing him and Burks together, and on top of that, you had Sims as the backup five, the the five in that lineup. I was like, those 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 groupings are just not going to make sense, especially against a Warriors team that's getting their shit together. Uh, this is from Judah Ben Bencher. Ben, Benchar, I, I apologize if I'm brutalizing that last name. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Uh, kudos to Hart for the insane minutes he's played. Yeah, dude, Hart was awesome tonight. He's been awesome for a while lately. What, he went on some plant-based diet. I forgot who uh, reported this a couple months ago. I don't know. Maybe put the entire fucking team on the plant-based diet as far as I'm concerned. He's been awesome lately. Like he, he's, he's turned the season around. He did not look explosive to start the year. He looked slow. He looked lethargic. His decision-making, I mean, look, his decision-making is always going to be roller coaster ish but he's really turned his season around in a lot of ways and like i know that sounds crazy because he was still really good in his on court and on off stuff to start the year but i thought just me if anybody disagrees feel free i i'm i know this might surprise people but i'm wrong very often um but like i just thought that to start the year he did not have that same oomph and impact was not there the, the guy that the guy that we saw tonight that's the guy we got that's the guy we saw after we traded for him last year. And that's the way he's been playing lately, um, which sucks that we're shorthanded because I'm positive. Like, I really think if they just had, even if they just had an OG back right now, they would have won at least two or three of these games that they've lost. Um, because what they're getting from Hart right now is is exactly the guy that we traded for. Um, and yeah. Um, so yeah, I look. I agree. Hart was awesome. He he was he was great. I, I can't say enough about how well he played tonight and how he's played for a while now in general. Uh, <laughs> Hawkeye four twenty on the bench. Burks greater than on the court. Burks yes. Can't play Burks until our guys are back. Yeah, and at that point, I don't even know if he should play. Uh, well, Clyde Fraser. Positive note. I'm glad Deuce got that contract. Exactly the kind of guy you want for depth when building a contender. I get he can't run an offense, but if that's his one flaw, I'll take it. Yeah, and I actually think he's done better in terms of like, you know, I mentioned this on the pod uh, that we dropped yesterday with Stacy, but like, I actually thought against New Orleans, he burned a couple guys off the bounce straight up, and it's just that once he gets inside, kind of like below the free throw line, his decision making and shot making in there is not great, but getting there is the first part of how you kind of start developing that. He had a nice finish tonight in the fourth quarter. I think it was um, to finish over Chris Paul or, or not over Chris Paul, but he got by Chris Paul and then he finished maybe over Trace Jackson Davis. It was a nice finish. Um, and that's the stuff you want to see more of. And, you know, I like that he's 
he's more confident now and more willing to take that mid-range pull-up. That on, on, honestly also might must mean that Tibbs is giving him somewhat of a green light to take those shots, which is also, is, which is also a positive development. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I agree. I think Deuce, even if, like, look, ultimately if that contract was signed so that he can be additional salary filler and a deal somewhere down the line, cool. But he has been a little bit of a bright spot in this stretch, and I, it is nice to see him kind of show more than, oh, I can get hot from three for stretches. Do refs have some Trump, do refs have some sort of vendetta against us? Because I mean it's gotten worse for us after the Pistons game. Not saying something with the way we've been officiating this whole season. Look, in general, I don't actually think the Knicks got a bad whistle, but I did think I, I think lately Brunson has gotten a really bad whistle. I don't know about the rest of the team, but I think Brunson especially got a bad whistle. Um that one play today on Dante, where Dante got smacked in the face by Draymond. Personally, I think it's a foul. I kind of get why the refs didn't call it because he does block the shot. And then when he follows through, he comes down and he hits. You know, it's followed through. It's Dante in the face. I get why they didn't call it. I think it should be a foul. It's not an egregious miss to me. I mean, like, it's not the Zion one from the last game where he just basically clocked Hart in the face. And I mean, that was crazy for that to not be foul. But, um, yeah, I I don't think there's a vendetta, but I do think Brunson's been – like, he's been getting a really shit whistle lately. Started with that Houston game, which we all remember, I'm sure. But he's gotten a really shit whistle lately. And I know he went to the line, was like, 11 times against – uh, the Pistons, but even in that game, it's like the way the the physicality guys are allowed to defend him with is kind of getting insane. Like, I'll put it this way. It feels like the only time he gets calls are on shooting fouls, but he's getting fouled constantly, like constantly when he's trying to get away from guys off screens and on, on a pick and roll, whatever. He's constantly getting held and hit and whatever. And I, I would like to see those fouls called and not just the ones that are when he's shooting, because those are the calls that, or like when you don't make them, the Knicks he doesn't get an advantage. He doesn't collapse the defense. They don't have to help off shooters and whatever. And like it makes life a lot easier for them. So those are the fouls I have a really big issue with them missing. Uh <laughs> guy four twenty. He wants to sleep with Burks. That's the analysis of that quote, Schwed. Thank you. Uh I I don't know if I could have put that more succinctly. JL. Uh, with the team being shorthanded, the goal should be to maximize Brunson offensively. So I'd prefer Tibbs starts Boyan, but we know he won't. Yeah, I mean it's look, I I totally get this mind. I I don't even necessarily disagree with this. I I tend to concur, but for whatever reason, Brunson and Boyan they don't seem to really I don't know they haven't meshed quite yet together. So maybe that's part of like why he's hesitant to do it. But also at the same time, how are they going to mesh? If you don't play them more together. Um, that's part of it. Obviously, we know he has a fetish for rebounding and size and that's the way he'll always kind of like every coach has their own philosophical leanings. That's always going to be the way he leans. And that's just what it is. I kind of over like thinking about it beyond that, but Hey man, I, I don't disagree with you. I appreciate the comment. John Leary, is there a worse four, five, 12 offensively impression than Sims? Sims and I heart maybe no, no, I heart's better than, than, than precious. So yeah, that, that might be the one though. What was the one we ran out last year? Sims and uh, no, that was Sims and I heart, right? We did that too for a while. That was fun. I got 420 deuce quickly. Cause that's basically who Tibbs has treated him. Like, unfortunately deuce can't run an offense like him, but the sparks off the bench is similar. Yeah. I mean, definitely not the impact quickly does obviously doesn't have the trust from Tibbs that quickly had, which many of us did not feel like was enough. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was, it was rough. A heart good game is morphing into Dennis Rodman. Yes. Yes. I mean, Hey, he, he really did. That was, 
Yeah, that was really something tonight, man. He was he was everywhere. His, his energy was off the charts. Again, thank you for the super chat, Judah. Appreciate it. Uh, Jordan Bub, I mean, we can beat Philly twice, Hawks and Portland start of the West Coast trip to keep it afloat. Yes. Those are the games. They, they, they got to bank those wins. That's four. That's four out of their next six. If they can bank those wins, they should be okay. They'll still be in the top six. Um, and those, some, of the, some of these teams around them are going to drop games. It's just how it'll work because he's going to play each other and also seasons are seasons for a reason. So, yeah, let's move on. Uh, Tay two and two. There's not enough defense on this team playing some of They're certainly not without OG. I mean, I don't. Yes. Like, I, I agree with you. Uh, they were, what were they? they? They were like 30 at the defense for that stretch after Mitchell Robinson got hurt when they, you know, before they traded for OG. Then they were first in defense or whatever for that month after they got OG. Like, OG is the big difference maker. Like, obviously, I mean, that's not a takeaway from Brunson and Randolph. That's not what I'm saying. But he moves the needle for them in a huge way defensively. And, Without him, you're extending guys to do things that they shouldn't do. Like Precious has given them everything you can give them, everything possible. But he's somebody you want to throw as kind of a, a complementary piece defensively, a supporting piece defensively, rather than, okay, we need you to go defend the other team's best big wing every night now just because we don't have OG. It's tough for him. And it exposes Dante. It exposes Hart. They got to spend more time defending point of attack, which they're not great at. So – I think they're okay defensively when they have OG, but without him, yeah, man. I, I look, I, I agree. They don't have enough without him. Uh, well, Clyde Fraser, minute for minute, who had a better overall impact than 2022, 24 Knicks, Deuce or Grimes? Uh, I'm assuming you mean from 2021, the start of that season to now. Uh, Grimes, but Grimes took a, I don't know what, I, Grimes just was not the same guy this year. And he's gone, and we don't need to worry about him anymore. Good luck to him on his endeavors on TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> Jericho Sims is also just trash. Look, I agree with this. I just... Your fourth center is supposed to be trash. That's what they are. They're supposed to be trash. And yeah, even he was supposed to be a third center, technically. But I feel pretty confident that when we're at full strength now, he'd be our fourth center. They're supposed to be trash. They're not supposed to be good. They're never going to be good. Like the third centers for most teams, if you look at them on every roster, they're bad players. They're guys that are on minimums. Jericho Sims is basically on a minimum. So that's what he is. You know, he's a minimum guy. If you ask him to come in at a pinch, play 20 minutes on a night, you're, you're okay. You play him 20 minutes every night for, you know, three weeks, four weeks, it's going to be a problem. I will say bring him off the bench. He's been better off the bench because he's not as exposed against starters. But we saw it again, right, in the fourth quarter today. Once they brought their starters back in, you saw how you he can't get away with making the mistakes he was against their bench. So, uh, yeah. John Larry kind of went under the radar. It was late in the game. But the announcer said we passed on Steph in the draft. I'm like, uh, no, we didn't. Laugh my ass off. Yeah, we did not pass on Steph Curry. The, there's actually one team that did pass on him twice, though, right before he was picked. And that was the Minnesota Timberwolves. So shout out to them. Uh, they deserve to get 75 number one picks overall uh, because they did that stupid thing. Jordan Bob, do you think Tibbs, Thibodeau has a healthy roster adapted to a situation that something doesn't – something – I'm not sure what this question is. Would I trust him? I, would I trust him with a healthy roster in the play-in, a fully healthy roster? Honestly, no. 
Because I think he, if he has a fully healthy, healthy roster, which means Mitch, I am actually kind of terrified to know what his rotations would be then. I really am. Um, in a way, I we need iHeart to get back to his full strength. We need OG back. If those two are back, I think they balance out our defense in a massive way. And I think they put Precious back exactly where he's good. Where he's both the backup four at times and the backup five. He's a primary backup five and the backup four. Um, I think he's really good in that role. And he's proven to be really good in that role for the Knicks. If he has Mitch back, my worry is he's going to play Mitch and Hartenstein all of the center minutes. We know that. that. That'll happen. And then he'll use Precious exclusively as a backup four. And we will be getting a 10-man rotation. That is my concern. Because I don't want to do that. So, would I trust him? With its full, fully healthy ro- roster, no, I wouldn't. If that's your, uh, uh, if that's your question, true adventure. Uh, pretty impressive pronunciation. Thank you. Uh, perks of uh, being, you know, brown, pronouncing all kinds of, of Indian names all the time, as I am prone to do. Uh, the plant-based diet not working for Brunson. Is Brunson on that too? Maybe he needs to get on a different one then. Uh. Nafi Mahuda. So OG should be back within two weeks. Is that the realistic timeline? It feels like it. I mean, he he should not have to do any con- like he, conditioning shouldn't be an issue for him, right? He's not been somebody who is like sitting around uh his his lower body is all fine. It's just his fucking elbow. So conditioning should be fine. He just gotta work on shooting and on court stuff. So they probably want to test to make sure, you know, get some contact, how does the elbow respond, all that type of shit. But one, two weeks, like I I if there's a doctor in here or somebody who knows better, please let me know. But I would be surprised if it takes, it shouldn't take longer than that. Oh, no. Yeah. This was the question. Uh, healthy ish. So yeah, like if they get both again, if they just get OG and Randall back, I'm ready to roll with this team. I'm good with that. I love Mitch, but getting him back honestly scares me because I just don't know how Tibbs would manage that. Hawkeye420, 30 of y'all in here, hit that like and subscribe, ring that notification bell. Yes, please, please do. Uh, please hit like, subscribe, and if you so feel, uh, feel free to leave us a uh, super chat. That would be much appreciated. Hawkeye420, show Schwinn some love. He could be with his mistress right now, but he's covering this game instead. Hit the like button. Yes, uh, my, uh, my, my harem with all my concubines uh, awaits me, but, you know, I decided I needed to do a post game. Uh, no, I don't have a mistress. Um, I do have a right hand. Uh, Nafi Mahuda at Hawkeye for 20. Uh, I thought today was the revaluation that he's clear to shoot that he can meet. Yes, that's what it does. I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Yes. So And and Tibbs specified that he's cleared to shoot now, which is very, very important. John Larry was surprised, honestly surprised to see Brunson had a 27. Didn't really feel like it. Yeah, he, he just... All it never felt like he got into a flow where he made like three or four shots in a row. That's probably why it all felt like you know he'd make a shot here, maybe two in a row, then he'd miss threes. Very disjointed. Oh, sorry, I meant the 2023 24 Knicks. Yes, uh, I do think Deuce had a larger positive impact on this year's team than than Grimes did. I don't care what the plus minus says, Jalen Brunson. We can be upset, pissed off. The rest of today until we fall asleep tomorrow. We've got to be focused on the next one. Jalen Brunson says the Knicks are on to Cleveland. Sounds like a man who's on a mission to win this game by any means. Yeah, let's hope so. Because they're going to need to win this game by any fucking means. Tell you that. The good thing 
is uh, Josh Hart might get 35 fucking rebounds in that game. So that's good. Which struggling player do you expect to benefit the most from OG's return? Probably Bogdanovich. That would be my guess. If OG is playing at the January level, would you agree that he's more impactful than Randall? And I even Randall hate just OG is playing that insane. Yeah, it's a weird one. I, I I know exactly what you're saying. Like, I think, I think yes, because even though they miss Randall's shot creation, to me the biggest drop off over this time, or both them, they remember they both went out at the same time basically after the Heat game. Um, OG was ruled out at the. After, before or at shoot around of that or like, during the warm up the Charlotte game the next game uh, and he hasn't played since and obviously Randall hasn't played since so uh, their offense coming in tonight and that stretch was like 13th in offensive rating I think they were something like 28th in defensive rating I think they've been 30th in defensive rating over their last six so yes like I think OG moves that baseline that defensive baseline higher and more drastically than Randall would help improve the offensive baseline to answer your question. MF, in the words of Marcus, you can never question Schwinn's love for the club. Thank you for the post games during these tough times. Look, man, these post games are like a fucking picnic compared to some of the the shit we saw during the 2021-22 season. And honestly, like I wasn't doing post games back then, but uh some of the fucking brutal down years during the 2010s, uh yeah, like again, this is like a walk in the park compared to that. You know, we'd four and eight months back then that, that was like a good month for a lot of those seasons so uh take it for what it is thank you though i appreciate it and i appreciate everybody that's in here uh in the chat leaving comments and everything john lorraine duffy on wfan the host was talking nick's post game he said nicks are good but just don't match up with elite teams like the warriors just that need to start trade it wasn't really my takeaway but okay yeah i mean these guys are fucking idiots the knicks basically once the knicks got og they were great against what was the that stat? Oh, they can't beat above 500 teams. They smoked above 500 teams. They absolutely smoked the Nuggets. They smoked Philly. Um, they had dominant victories. I mean, they beat the absolute piss out of Miami in the game of like right when everybody got hurt. But they destroyed them. And I, I know Miami's on a nice run right now. I still think if the Knicks are healthy, they have more talent. Now, can Tibbs match up with Spolstra well enough to to make up to 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 win that series that's the that's the you know million dollar question right there i would like to think yes because i again like with mitch out but with og and randall back the nine-man rotation that he landed on i thought was really good and they were starting to just honestly just absolutely dominate teams so hopefully they get back and we can see that team again it was awesome judah bencher uh, his game against the Nuggets was the most impactful defensive game I can remember in terms of putting Murray, Murray in jail and shutting off Jokic's passing lanes. Yes, dude, he he owned that game. I mean, look, we got two days off. If you want to go and remember the good times, uh, like Tony said, you know, you, you got to savor the good times. Uh, yeah, go 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 back and watch that because that game was like a fucking revelation. They destroyed them. And OG was central to that. I mean, he was dominant. What did he have, like seven steals or something in that game? Crazy. It was, it was ridiculous. He was amazing. Uh, I agree. That was one of the most, some of the best defensive games I've seen from a player that I can remember in, in recent memory. Um, Judah Bencher also says, like, I don't remember seeing a defensive player single-handedly have such a tremendous impact. By the way, I meant more in general, OG being more impactful, a good way of looking at it for that stretch. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, look, he was, he was awesome in that game. Uh... 
right, here we go. John Larry, LOL, I used to like Evan Roberts, but now he's just a mega Knicks hater and can't be objective. He's just a mega Knicks hater again because he has nothing to look forward to the Nets. That's all. It's unfortunate. The KD Kyrie uh, dream turned into a nightmare. Sad to see. What can we do? Uh, Jordan Bubba win this game against the Warriors with OG and Randall. We all agree with that, unless Steph Curry goes crazy. Knicks win. <laughs> They'd have had a much better chance, tell you that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, okay, 420. A Mets and Nets fan is not where you should go to sports talk for it. Yeah. Look, I, I definitely agree with that. And, um, it's what it is. Again, like I, I think we can all sit here and be critical of various stuff after this game. Again, I don't think I don't think Tibbs coached good game. Um, I don't think Brunson. Brunson started off the game very weird to me. He was like, I don't want to say. I, I mean, people saying he was passive. I didn't really think he was passive. I thought he was overthinking it. Felt like he was forcing the pass when he really needed to shoot it. Um, it's just a weird, weird, weird game from him. Um, you know, brush it off, come back, beat Cleveland. We'd all be thrilled with that outcome <laughs> jl is the world ready for julius randall playing elimination game i know i am i know i am uh i've actually mentioned this i mentioned this to dallas last year uh in our discord we never we didn't quite get to see it well i know we did get to see it i was like i really would love to see you know i just want to see what julius randall in an elimination game on the road looks like Boy, did we see it. Uh, you look, he was hurt. I know people bring that up. And he was hurt, but I don't want we don't need to revisit the Randall playoff conversation. We'll see it when we see it. Um, we'll see how it goes. Has this rough stretch changed your opinion on what kind of player Nick should target in the draft? I don't know about the draft. I don't do draft shit anymore. That's for Prez and the other people that do this stuff. But just in general, um, not real. I mean, not really. No, I thought they needed to get more talent on the perimeter. Um, like they needed young talent in the pipeline, on the perimeter, which is still where I am at with it. Like they need to get more athletic and uh, on the, on the perimeter, they probably need a little bit more shooting. Although I think the shooting, how it looks and feels changes once we're healthy. Um, so no, not, not too much. And that, that would be my answer to that. Um, so yeah. Turn about Buddhist winning screens or Warriors or Heat. Uh, Warriors probably do more, but the Heat, Heats feel like they're all designed to uh, try and injure people. So pick your poison of which one you prefer. Some of Nick's Reddit, John Leary, some of Nick's Reddit wants to add Patty Mills and Marcus Morris. I think if they saw them play a little bit, they would not want to add them. That would be my guess. Um, all right. JL beating Cleveland Cleveland shorthanded during their dream season would be the win of the season. Yes, it would be an awesome win, and it would win the season series against them. So that is nice. How long do you think this team's contending window realistically is from John really uh, John Leary? Sorry, uh, I don't have an answer for this. I could probably answer it once I see how this offseason unfolds. But if you had a gun to my head, I would say three to four years sure like i think this is a new core of the team my kind of belief is cores of teams have life cycles of three to four years before they need major retooling 
Um, and the Knicks kind of hit that point during this season, right? We had had quickly here for three years, Brunson and Randall, or Brunson had gotten here last year, but Randall has been here. This was his fifth season with the Knicks, RJ's fifth season with the Knicks, IQ's fourth, Grimes is third. Um, and obviously big changes were made. And uh, I think they had to make, I, I think, I always think they have to be made because that content, like, yeah, you can, I think they, Knicks maybe have their tent poles. We'll see. Randall's being a tent pole is all contingent on, um, on how he performs the playoffs to me, his status anyway, or at least how I view him. I can't speak for the organization, but Brunson is obviously a tent pole. I think OG will, maybe we need to see more, but what he showed in that month, it's like, man, yeah, the injuries are the injuries, but that's a tent pole type player, at least how he fits on this roster. Um, and if Randall can be that guy, I mean, it's however long you think those three guys can be viable at the top of their games. So That'd be my 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 thing. And uh Hawkeye says depends on the coach. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, no, not maybe. That that's true. But I, I think there's a difference between um the ability of the team and then the ability of the coach to kind of tap into that optimal upside. Um Jalen Brunson house neck feels after tonight's game. Fantastic. Brunson missed Tuesday's game with next spasms. When asked if the next is long-term concern, he's responded. Next question. Uh Jordan Bubb. Do you think Knicks can beat Cavs if Bulls can bring them to OT? They took them double OT and they won. Uh, yeah, look, the Knicks can – they they could have won tonight. You know, they, they could have won tonight. They, they can they can beat that. They, they can win that game. There's no reason they can't win that game. There's a world where they could have won the Celtics game. The Celtics were making – I mean, they were on fucking on fire in that game. The Knicks were lost by 14 points, sure. But, like, sure, there's worlds where you can – it's the NBA. You can – we nearly lost to the fucking Pistons. Maybe we should have lost to the Pistons, right? Like – it's the NBA. Weird shit happens every single night. Every single night. So, of course. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Hawkeye, your answer is a nicer answer. I'm just never going to trust Tibbs can take us further than he already has. Look, I don't trust Tibbs. I, I have planted my flag on, like, I don't buy Tibbs in the playoffs. I would love to be wrong because I do think there's stuff about him that's really good and impressive. Like, the fact that he can get the buy-in he gets from players and and all that type of stuff. And it, it isn't nothing that he has kind of been central to this turnaround from joke to competitive roster in the East. He's central to that. But can he take us to that next level? Is he the guy for that? I have a lot of major reservations. And honestly, games like tonight are exactly why I have those reservations. Because I don't think you can adjust on the fly the way you need to to, to really compete at the top end. Um, but yeah. Uh, all right, look, I think that's that's, a, that's I'm gonna end it there because I, I don't feel like we're just uh talking about the same shit over and over again. I appreciate everybody that was in here tonight. I know that it was an annoying loss in a lot of ways, and obviously, just me in here tonight. So, um, appreciate everybody that rocked in here with us. Uh, you know, everybody that's been with us for the entire season, really, really appreciate your support. Uh, you know, aside from that, hopefully, the Knicks, uh, you know, get it going for Sunday. They can steal a win there. That'd be huge. They'd win the season series against Cleveland. Um, and also, obviously, just to get a win again would be good. Aside from that, it is what it is. Um, oh, anybody that hasn't seen Dune 2, highly recommend. Awesome movie. Uh, that made my Thursday much better than if I had not seen that and then watched this game. Awesome movie. Definitely check it out. You got two days before Sunday. So get it done. All right. 
Uh, everybody enjoy the rest of their week. Until then, I will be recording Pod Strickland on Friday, uh, tomorrow morning. So that'll drop sometime in the afternoon. And uh, me and Nick's tape uh, should be doing a playback for the game on Sunday against Cleveland. So uh, if you aren't signed up on there, sign up on there. Give us a follow. Jump in the room. And uh, we'll be on there kind of shooting the shit during the game live. So um, cool. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. Looking forward to uh, seeing you all in future post games. Have a great rest of your night. Happy Friday. And go Knicks. And go bet online and go cut. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. Yeah. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts.